Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. At the end of 2007, Anne-Louise Underwood decided to work with her husband, a retired lawyer and software developer. In this role, she worked on the text messaging side of the business, growing the customer base from allied health practices to include a broad range of small to medium businesses of all types who use text messaging for customer services and marketing. Their latest piece of software, Membo Notice Board, was created from the lived experience of supporting her 90-year-old mother to live independently in the face of the onset of Alzheimer's dementia, with the accompanying issues around memory, confusion, and an inability to manage day-to-day activities without support. Hi, Anne-Louise. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Hi, Leanne. I'm really excited to talk about our theme today of dementia because it's a really important one out there in society. But do you want to let our listeners know a little bit more about you and how you've got to where you are today? I'd love to. So my mum was diagnosed with Alzheimer's dementia at the end of 2017, and that's actually how uh, I became involved with dementia. But life story-wise, primary school Kingaroy, high school Mackay, um, did a Bachelor of Music um, majoring in performance piano at the conservatorium a million years ago uh, and then worked basically in different roles in the arts. I was very privileged to work with Music Aviva which is a, a, an international organisation for a number of years and I think during that time became very passionate about helping people, about working with subscribers in that case and customers and teachers and music groups and just yeah very much um, lent to my you know kind of leanings I suppose of working with people and also quite a lot of networking and government support and funding and those sorts of things so a good uh, mix of things and then uh, I met my now husband Mark who is a software developer and he was working in uh, with his own software but in the medical admin allied health sort of area and our kids had you know kind of grown and gone they were in their 20s and on their way and he said, why don't you give Music of Eva the flick and come and work with me? So that's what I did. And so the rest, as they say, is history, Leanne. And I've been working together with my husband, working with businesses primarily over the years uh, with text messaging uh, software. But because of the Alzheimer's dementia, wound up coming into a quite different area. And I suppose leaning into that, there's been a lot of education around what dementia is. And that's the thing that we were talking about earlier is that, you know, people don't really understand what it is. So I think, you know, going into our theme today of dementia, do you want to talk a bit more about, you know, what it actually is and, and what it isn't? Because there are a lot of myths out there in society, aren't there? There absolutely are. And as I was saying to you earlier, that um, I've been doing quite a lot of presentations to Rotary Clubs, which has been a wonderful audience to go to. And, and obviously the right kind of demographic, because typically, they, you know, they may have parents, even siblings, of course, who are, you know, spare, you know, staring down the barrels at dementia. So I was quite surprised, though, at, at the lack of uh, information or, or or uncertainty about things. Um, particularly, dementia isn't a disease. Dementia is a group of symptoms that create behaviours. Uh, typically, what happens is any form of dementia 
results ultimately in a lack of someone's ability to manage their daily tasks. So it may or may not involve memory per se, but certainly it ultimately leads down that path in one way or another. So everybody has heard of or knows someone who has Alzheimer's dementia. And that accounts for about 72% of all dementia in the world uh, is Alzheimer's. And that's the one where it's a bit of a slow slide. Uh, so it's between one and 20 years, you know, from where to go. It's the memory, the short-term memory that starts to, uh, you know, begin to be lost. And that's progressive. So it just keeps on going and it keeps on chewing away those synapses and you lose functionality. Ultimately, you wind up not recognising someone, not knowing how to open the door and those sorts of things. But there are other reasonably common forms. Lewy body is another one that lots of people have heard of. Uh, and that's very much about movement. So typically someone with Lewy body might present with something like a Parkinson's shake. It's a, it's a much more physical um, kind of one. They have, often they have what they call visual spatial issues. So they might not be able to, in a room, for example, that is that is all white, say, and the door is white and the walls are white, they may not be able to distinguish the door. So you paint the, board, the door blue and they can find the door. The next one uh, that's in the reasonably common, you know, kind of bucket is vascular. Uh, that has a short, sharp effect like a stroke. So it's bang and there's a big problem to a person's ability to function. And it, it very much um, affects their mental capacity as well as opposed to their physical. And then the last reasonably common one, uh, not so common, but frontotemporal, which typically affects people who are in their 40s, 40 to 45 age bracket. So that's, that's really quite a different um, sort of scenario. And then the other thing that um, people hear about, uh, which is not a type of um, dementia in the same sense, but it's younger onset. So that's people in their younger years of sort of under 65, it's classified as under 65. It's been typically called early onset, but it's more precise that it's younger because it's about age as opposed to you know, a time frame. In all though, there are over a hundred different causes of dementia. So it is a, it's a terribly, terribly common uh, problem. Uh, it's a terribly common problem internationally, of course, not just in Australia. So the, the numbers, and we can have a little chat, you know, perhaps about the statistics, but it, it's pretty scary stuff. And it really is everybody's problem because one in three people will be diagnosed with dementia. And it starts in your 40s. If you're going to get it, even if you're asymptomatic, it starts in your 40s. And one of the other two of those three will be a carer. So it truly is everybody's problem. Yeah, it's definitely something that I've, I suppose, more recently with my mother, myself, she's okay, but she's got so many friends yes. around that age group, uh, you know, with dementia. And as you say, it's quite prevalent, isn't it? So I think everyone, it's like when you say, who knows someone who's had cancer? Most people put their hand up and the same is, who knows somebody with dementia? It's the same thing, isn't it? They put their hand up. Mm. And the, the thing that I've noticed is that everyone thinks, oh, you know, when I get old, I might get dementia. But as you say, you know, you could start getting it from when you're 40 or even earlier, the different types. Mm. So I suppose that the stats are something that really interests me in that when, was it with your mother having dementia herself? Was that the start of the interest in all the stats and getting to know what's actually happening and seeing what you could do about it? 
Yes, absolutely it was. And the truth is, uh, if you had said to me before um, my experience with my mum, we had, there was no dementia in my family. Uh, none that was, well, that's not quite true. We had one far cousin who developed uh, Alzheimer's really early and died quite, quite quickly and quite young and they lived a long way away. We didn't have very many uh, dealings not on a daily basis with my grandparents. And I don't think there was any dementia with my, my dad's. With my mum's side, I think it was very, very late um, and they were kind of in a, in a nursing home in those days. So my own personal experience with dementia was basically zilch. And if you had asked me before mum, before we knew mum had uh, dementia and that, that was before she was um, officially diagnosed, we knew that she had dementia. I would have said to you, ah, oh, you know, people lose their marbles and their memories and then, you know, and then they die. And that's not at all what happens. It is not an old person's disease. It is a very broadly, um, you know, kind of inflicted uh, disease. And in fact, in terms of numbers, in Australia, there are around about 450,000 people at the moment who are living with dementia. But by 2058, so statistically, um, the talk is around like what's going on now. And then the projections are either 2050 or 2058. So this particular one is 2058. And the anticipated number, if nothing's done to cure it, uh, is just over a million. So it's quite fast growing. The, um, in terms of um, a global uh, situation, at the minute there are 50 million people and, th and they're only the diagnosed ones and that's the other thing, it's like all things, they're only the diagnosed people. There are plenty of people out there uh, whose symptoms with the dementia are quite minimal uh, or that are early in the piece and so they're not yet diagnosed uh, and this doesn't reflect in any way that but 50 million um, globally with the expectation by 2050 to be up to 152 million and cost wise is the other thing and the cost is everything it's the cost of unpaid care uh, sorry of paid carers in the home it's the cost of the transport it's the cost of residential facilities it's the cost of medical and all of the rest of it US 818 billion in 2015, 2015, and there isn't actually a statistic. Now I went looking for it. The expectation in 2015 was that it would grow to a trillion by 2018. And there actually isn't, I can't find a number for now. So they obviously haven't done those uh, sort of statistics. But more locally in Australia, the numbers in 2018 were 15 million and the expectation for 2056 was $36.8 million. So it's, it is a humongous issue and it's, as I say, it, it has such a broad effect and it isn't limited to people, like I'm 60 and so, you know, one might expect that because of my age that I'll be dealing with an older parent who likely, you know, will come, you know, together with dementia. But it's not just that, it's the younger you know, people looking after their grandparents. You know, if you look around, there's plenty, or if you ask around, I should say, there's quite a lot of youngsters who are looking after parents and even grandparents uh, who have uh, who are living with dementia, and it's it's something that we all need to be accommodating. And one of the 
most important things to achieve and it's high on the government's agenda. Obviously, the government's agenda is a, its first port of call is around money, uh, economics, uh, and then the second port of call is around the social kinds of issues. But high on the agenda is keeping people uh, with dementia and all other disabilities living in their own homes independently. And that's one of the things when my mum started to ring us a hundred times a day to ask what was going on, she simply couldn't keep track of her daily information. And if you then trot down that path for a minute, if you or I or my husband or my son or my you know, cousin, if you don't know what's going on in your day, you cannot live independently. So with that background that my husband and I have in um, medical admin software, my husband said, we need to get something in front of her that tells her what's going on. So she had a wall calendar, obviously, but to update that, you've got to go over there. So in terms of my responsibility as sort of a primary, she's living independently, but as a primary carer, what we needed to do was look at something that we could update remotely that she would see all the time and know, okay, today it's 10 o'clock and Mark's picking up for a coffee and in the morning I'm going to the doctor. And that's basically what we did. So we developed a notice board, a live notice board, which we've then gone on to commercialise because it worked overnight with my mother. The phone calls virtually stopped and her panic and worry, which is a really common dementia uh, experience, and, and I hate the word symptom, but I guess symptom. Most people with dementia have that kind of uh, experience, certainly people with Alzheimer's dementia. And that escalates as the memory diminishes and their capacity diminishes, and they know it's diminishing because they've still got enough marbles to know what's going on. So there's this terrible worry and panic and chaos going on. And what happens then is that the family and carers who have involved wind up with that as well. And, you know, the, the, the business of carer overwhelm and burden is a very real condition that people who are deeply involved um, experience. So, yeah, we, we, we commercialise the product and now we're helping other people with it, which is just wonderful. And we're getting tremendous... Uh, satisfaction, I suppose, um, results, yes, but satisfaction out of seeing those people that we're helping to continue to live independently because they know what's going on in their day and that means that they can stay independent for longer. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. Um, I just, you know, I acknowledge you so much for, you know, not just doing it for your mum but getting it out there to help others. Oh, yeah. Because it, it yeah. is a big thing, isn't it? Like I know even with my own mother, she'll say, I keep forgetting things all the time. Then she gets stressed out that she's forgetting. Then I'm going to get dementia. And then what are you going to do? And then she starts doing on a big snowball thing. But mm -hmm. is there something that we can start identifying if dementia is likely or should be tested for? Yeah. So it's um, obviously, given that little bit of a, a view of the different sorts of dementia, there's going to be different things going on. So if you're are going to have, if you have Lewy body, then you're going to be exhibiting those physical things. I think it's fair to say that, as I say, 72% of dementia is Alzheimer's. So, the, you know, that's an awfully big slice of the pie. And if I talk about that for a moment, as I said, it's a one to 20 year situation and everybody's dementia is different. So if we look at my mother as a typical example, um, there's seven stages of dementia and I'd recommend... Um, really recommend that everybody has a quick look at it. If you just Google seven stages of dementia, it gives it to you. Fundamentally though, what it is, you start off with completely asymptomatic 
where nothing's going on. You've got dementia because you, you know, 50 or whatever, it's there already, but you're not exhibiting. The next bit is where you start to feel that you're not just forgetful, like, and they're different things. Like I forget stuff all the time because I'm busy. I'm busy all the time. I put my keys down, I walk out and then I go, what on earth did I do with the keys? That's normal. It's not memory loss. There comes a time though, where that becomes identifiable for, for you, where you go, I actually cannot get hold of that information. It's gone. And then it becomes noticeable by people around you. And then you've got a real possibility. You can diagnose it anywhere along the way. But that's at, at that point, I think, is where you would look at uh, having a diagnosis to confirm it. Because not, not that it changes it, Leanne. Like, I don't, I don't think that having a formal diagnosis of my mother changed anything for us but we had a name for it. So when other sorts of things started happening with her behaviour and when she would ring 50 times a day, and I do not joke, and anyone who's listening to this who already is living in this knows that I'm not joking. Uh, it is just horrible. It's horrible and it's stressful. Um, and the, the knowledge that that obsessive behavior because it isn't just phone calls it's obsessive in other areas and things worry and that just keeps on escalating so I guess having a diagnosis for anybody just means you really know what you have moving forward and certainly they're quite different expectations and it allows you of course to prepare you know if you if you find that someone you love is uh, going to experience dementia then you want to look at what sorts of resources there are around and there and also to familiarize yourself with whatever it happens to be um, there's heaps and heaps of information dementia australia is the peak body uh, and they're just dementia.org.au they've got a lot of resources that you can download educational material you know the statistical stuff they've got um, all kinds of They've got a support line. They support um, developing care bodies and communities. So there's a really great, we're, we're Brisbane based and there's a community up in Budrum, which is a bit of a star community. And that's been supported by Dementia Australia to get going. And they just help with infrastructure. They don't, um, there's no financial support, but, but they're a really important body in the scheme of things. There's carer organisations like Alzheimer's Queensland. There's um, Carers Australia and Carers Queensland. There's um, COTA, which is the, the peak body in the age, sort of the more seniors type area. There's a lot of different ones that you can turn to. There's a lot of education and material out there, but I'd, I'd probably recommend starting with Dementia Australia, Carers Australia, and probably Alzheimer's Queenslander if you're Queenslander as well. And they've got lots and lots of material and they've got, got group support and, and there's helplines, as I say. I've got, we with our member notice board website, I've been gathering sort of slightly different um, types of, of support stuff. For someone who really wants a short, sharp wake-up call about particularly Alzheimer's dementia. There's a woman called, a neuroscientist called Lisa Genova, and some people will have read Still Alice and or seen the movie. So she wrote that book and 
she is brilliant. She is a straight talker. She speaks layperson's language. There's a brilliant TED talk. If people just Google Lisa Genova TED talk, Alzheimer's dementia, it'll come up. It's about six or seven minutes and it's just really great information. There's a, an American woman called Tipa Snow, T-E-E-P-A Snow, who's a psychologist and, and OT who specializes in helping families deal with dementia. She's brilliant and she's very funny. So if you're feeling a bit down because you know what's going on now and you're seeing the terrible path that's before your mother or your father or your husband, uh, she really is, I found her really helpful because it can be a really, a really hard, a hard journey uh, for everybody. So they're, they're quite, you know, I think they're terrific places to start. The other thing that is well worth looking uh, to if people want to really understand quite a lot more, MOOCs, which is the University of Tasmania's online course, it's free. It's, they run it about two times or three times a year. It goes for 12, I think, weeks. And it's brilliant for, un, there's a number of different ones, Understanding Dementia, oh no, actually it's six weeks, the Understanding Dementia one. They've got a couple of different ones. So if someone's interested, and that's online learning, there's group, um, you know, tutorial sessions. And yeah, it's, it's a great one if you want to get, you know, quite a bit more information under your belt. But there's lots of resources and there's lots of help. Yeah, it sounds that way to me that there's lots of resources out there, not just for people with dementia, but for those carers as well, which I think is really, really important. Mm -hmm. Now, I've loved talking to you about this subject. It, it has gone so fast, <laughs> so much information. I know it's a big there subject. Is. It's a I lot of information. For our listeners, you know, it's really important to start you know, thinking about it because, you know, as we get older, it could affect us. It could affect us in a way that we could be a carer. There's so many things. And I think with all those resources that we can prepare ourselves and you know, have a bit more understanding of it. So thank you so much, Anne-Louise, for coming on today. Now, if our listeners want to find out more about what, what you do in the Membo Board, uh, do you actually want to tell us where the best place is to go? I can do that. I'd love to. Um, so it's called Membo Notice Board. So M-E-M-B-O Notice Board. Uh, if you just Google that, um, you'll find it. If you can't remember that, um, notice board that helps dementia might find it and louise underwood will find it uh, i'm on facebook and linkedin but the website's the best place probably because it's got a good lot of information and it also shows you the resources that i've been gathering i, I love to do books and videos and things as well so but love to help uh, anyone that needs some support and i highly recommend that you look at it earlier rather than later um, because the earlier you get it in there you get that routine and support around someone the longer they can live independently and the longer you can support them which is really important oh, i love it well thank you so much and thank you it's been an absolute pleasure leanne thanks very much igniters the statistics around dementia are incredible this is certainly something that will touch most people's lives. Anne-Louise does a great job explaining the different types of dementia and what an amazing piece of software the Membo Notice Board is. If you want to contact Anne-Louise, go to her website, membonoticeboard.com. To live a life of balance, to be able to manage whatever comes your way, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.